I felt sick. It was bordering on unduly rough play. I thought to myself, what are they doing to our game? And when I say they, I mean Richard Goiter and the Commission, who are the only body that can actually change rules, and Gillan McLaughlin and his coaching cohort of advisors that are making the game easier for the tackler and harder for the bloke with the ball. Yeah, it got my blood boiling, and frankly, the fabric of the game's being attacked in my view. So, yeah, I am, I am disturbed. It's six minutes after five. Those are the words from the great Lee Matthews, who joins us now at City Discount Tyres by three Falcon Zeke's car tyres, and you get the fourth tyre free. <laughs> Blues, we can kill it. I knew we're connecting from blue. Lethal Lee Matthews. Lee, welcome. Are you still disturbed? No, I'm not off the chest. I'm okay now. <laughs> I thought but so. I, I, I'm serious. I'm serious, though. I mean, I've, we've seen a lot of footy, but when I was watching that game on uh, Sunday, mm. and I took, and it was five minutes and 30 seconds to go in the first quarter, and, mm. and, it, was, and it was a vicious high tackle, high contact. It wasn't just a, a slip icon. It was a vicious high contact, and when the whistle didn't get blown, I thought, "Oh, that's not right." No. And, and you know, and the first thought was, "What have they done to our game?" Mm. Not not Matt Stebbick, who was the umpire, because he's they're only following instructions. My understanding is, the umpiring department on what they were talking about last week still believe that shouldn't have been a free kick. Oh no, I mean. I know they eventually, I think, the PR people at the AFL uh, convinced them, oh, you better say that effectively it should have been a free kick. But bottom line is, and I, I, that just disturbs me. I kind of, I, I spoke about it a lot. My, my view is that the player with the ball or going to the ball has to get most of the favours. Correct. Okay, the second bloke to the ball, he has to, he's got some rights too. But we have made it, one, we've made it hard to umpire, but, but we've made it easier for the tackler. Mm. And we continue to make it hard for the bloke with the ball. And mm, this yeah. particular incident mm. tipped me over the cliff. Yeah. I thought, that is, I cannot believe this has happened. And it's only happened because of the build up of things. And when I, when I, and I, anyway, if I'd have had Richard Goiter or Gillian McLaughlin's email, I would have actually emailed him. I just, mm. I caught it because you blokes run our sport. And, and, and forget about the in betweens, the umpires. Umpires only do what they're told to do, that, they don't make the rules. So I must say it was a it was a pretty um, pretty a pretty disturbing moment for me. I've got to say, uh, Rowan, yeah. it, it shouldn't be. I guess it's only one instant, but I just thought it it is so symbolic of the direction that's gone over the last few years. If 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 that's hitting a nerve with you, you're one of our strongest forces and custodians and a legend of our game. They're not going to listen to you. Well, they're not going to listen to little old me fans like us. Lee, I'm yeah. wondering, has Richard Goiter or Gil McLaughlin reached out for you yet? Uh, no. Have you? Were uh, you with them? Uh, no, not in not today, tomorrow. You know, not in the short term. So no, if you I, bump into them next time, yeah. you say, "Listen, uh, I, I stand by my words. You guys are stuffing the game up." Well, no, no I didn't go that far. They're not stuffing the game up, but they are changing the fabric of the game, yes. which is the balance between the bloke with the ball and the bloke second of the ball, the tackler, mm. is a sort of fine balance. Always it been is. going on over the years, but, but we're at the moment, we're making it easier for the tackler and harder for the guy with the ball. I hate that. That's the principle I'm talking about, really. And, uh, um, you know, like even in the evolution of tackling, when you think of it, Rory, over, over, over the last sort of decade or two, or not, not, I'm going to go back a long way. You used to try and tackle around the hips, didn't you? Yes. That was, that because the hips don't move. You can yeah. grab the player. We're told to watch the, the hips player, and get them around but, the hips. Yep. Exactly. But the player now, when that happens, 
he lifts his arms and mm. sort of they're strong enough to hold their height and they can flick a handball off. So mm. guess what? The, the modern tackling is tackle them high, tackle them around the top, upper upper arms. Pin the so arms. you're only fractionally low, fractionally mm. below the neck. Mm. And, and and clearly, a lot of tackles are going to slip up. The guy with the the guy with the ball's got every right to actually protect himself, hunch a little bit as the contact coming, and the contact often goes high, automatic free kick. Mm. But, but there's a bit, uh, and I, 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 you may believe, uh, agree with a lot of what I'm saying or some of what I'm saying, but many fans out there, the one thing they hate the most is players paying for free kicks. And I can accept that point. But the Ginevan incident was not a player playing for free kick. The one with Nathan, uh, uh Mason Redmond last mm. Sunday. Let's, like, so you can't just say, oh, he plays for free kicks, so we're not going to give him a free kick. No. And that's, Anyway, and I, I reckon I feel for Matt Stevick because I suspect he wanted to blow the whistle, but mm. he didn't blow the whistle because he thought his umpire's coaches wanted that to be a non-free kick, and that's why I was a bit hot under the collar. Yeah. yeah. So how much do we lay at the feet of Brad Scott? I know he's new in the chair. I'm a massive fan of he. Um, There's been a few things that have come in. He's the boss of that entire department. I mean, does Gil, as the executive, have to have? The most blame lamed at his feet, or are you right? The board, the, the yeah. chair, if the chair of the commission, who are the ones that have to rubber stamp every decision in the AFL, are they That's being right. weak? Yeah. Who's being weak in all of this? Well, well, let's face it. I don't think the commission have got the people on the commission to talk about middle what happens inside the white line. It's well, then, then, then there's, the, there's the first problem right there. Then, but, but but you know that the commission is the only body in the sport that can actually change rules. They've, got, they've actually got to be changed by the commission. But, no, I, and again, you, I don't know the bureaucracy of the AFL. I mean, we know a few names. You've got the umpires, coaches. Dan Richardson looks after the umpires. I think another woman by the name of Laura Kane's involved in that somewhere. Mm. Brad Scott's involved there somewhere, you know, at head office level. And Andrew Dillon and mm. Gil McLaughlin are involved at head office. Uh, well, all I know, and this is this is this is my um, uh, hypothesis, I guess. We know that Gil McLaughlin he loves to associate with the senior coaches. The one thing I know is when I coached, I wanted to encourage the tackle because coaches, you want pressure. You want you want your players to be tackling. Guess what? If they get rewarded, they will tackle better next week. So mm. the coaching lobby, which is really powerful, particularly they've got the year of Dylan, I think, they're really strong on in, on uh, rewarding the tackle. And yes. in, a, in a gradual progression, I just think over a few years. I mean, even if you go back five years, if it was if, if the contact was high, it's an automatic free kick, wasn't it? Of course, it was. In a, in a short period of time. Well, it not, may not be a free kick because the guy with the ball might have ducked. He might have dropped his body height. He, he might have flicked his arm up to, to make sure make the tackle go up six inches. I just think we've confused the game, and that's why, I, I, as I say, the fabric of the game is the bloke with the ball has mm. to get the favours. That, uh, that has changed a little bit over this mm. last year or two, which is uh, what I'd, lo- I'd love to reverse that trend. Yeah, good synopsis. Fight the good fight, Lee Matthews, on behalf of <laughs> Benny Barbecue, who sits in the trenches and watches our great game go to shite. <laughs> I'm not, but I'm not sure that the average... But the one thing I, that, there is, that is a fact, the average fan hates players playing for free kicks. I agree with that. So, I mean, I don't, I, I don't like it, but it doesn't sort of get my... Mm. I, I think it's more important to make sure that they're protected than 
to avoid playing for yes. free kicks, if you know what I mean. But anyway, yeah, that's I'm with uh, you. I'm we, with you. we might vary on that one. Yeah, Collingwood yeah. close finishes. How oh, the hell how do they that? do it? Oh, uh, well, the fact that they just keep winning close finishes. Yeah. Like, it always takes me back, and like, I'll ask you to take yourself back. It's like, in terms of games, like the most exciting to play in or for fans is when you think you've lost or you're probably going to lose, then all of a sudden you win. Yes, right. yes. And there's, there's, like, let's face it, when Essendon got that free kick, you know, and there's there's 45 seconds to go or something, he's having a set shot goal to get a goal and a half in front. Uh, and, and we know he missed. So all of a sudden, the Collingwood, as soon as that free kick was played, every Collingwood person, certainly off the ground, thought, oh, we're gone. Yep. We're not going to win now. Yep. Then they he hit the post. And, of course, uh, Scott Pendlebury was smart enough and Darcy Moore set it up. Eston didn't defend it too well, mm. all around the other end of the ground. I know. Uh, Agnett won a, won a 2v1 contest against two defenders and kicked the goal for the acute angle. So all of a sudden, in about 30 seconds, you've gone from, oh, bugger it, we've lost it. <laughs> to, geez, we won it, you know. Like, the, can, uh, the, the one that yeah. sticks in my mind, I, I knew there might be one that sticks in your mind, in your in your quick, yeah. North playing Hawthorne at Arden Street, their old suburban ground, way back. Yep. Really wet, muddy ground. No, we're, we're one point in front, and the great Malcolm Blight runs in uh, from about oh, 40 metres out, has a shot at goal, gets pushed in the back as he kicked it, yep. kicked a point. He had, a, he had so therefore, of course, there was a push in the back. He went back to have a, a set shot at goal, but maybe not very, 35 minutes. We're wet, miserable, wet ball. So all of a sudden, from Hawthorne, we're thinking, oh, the best we've got to have is a draw. He kicked it out of bounds on the fourth. Yeah, he won't like that story. I know. But we won. It was the most exciting win I've ever been involved in because you yeah. go from uh, the best we're going to do is actually get a draw to actually winning it. With the, uh, you got any moments like that to stick in your mind? Oh, well, there was one this year where Crows it were never in the game yeah. against um, oh, yes, Port. The last and one. Yes, Dawson yes, just yes, potted yes. that goal from yes, behind, yes. and every Crows yep. supporter just erupted. And yeah, that one sticks out from this year. But well, yeah, yeah, there yeah. it's amazing. But, but, the, but the, yeah. uh, there's nothing. I when I when I look at it, I say, I mean, because I've been involved as a player, a coach, I I don't have the fans' excitement when I no. watch the footy. When you watch the vision of the for the people in the stands, absolutely oh. going on, going bananas. I'd love to. I'd love to feel that. To be honest, yeah. I think it's a. They they know it's only a game deep down, but it's just such a, a an exciting, stimulating yeah. thing being a, being a footy fan in a, in a, in a close game, isn't it? No, yeah, outstanding. No, no, hey, no. you were a game the the, the the Geelong game. Now, I just I reckon Hawkins and Cameron as a pair are two of the most you know valuable. Forward the pair right. Not only do they kick goals, they set them up. They do. I always, always look at goals like even last week. I mean, between them they kicked seven goals, mm. but they between them they had eighteen score involvement. I oh, know. So I reckon whenever you look at forwards, it's not only how many goals they kick; it's how many they involve, how many scores they yes. involved in setting up. And I reckon if ever there's a pair, Hawkins and Cameron. They keep playing themselves, but gee, they set up a lot of goals. So mm. you saw them in action. That probably was the reason that the uh, Geelong actually got home. And, and it's very rare to have an opposition team that has two really good defenders, and you've got yeah. to have two to stop yeah. those two. Oh, no question. Yeah. Hey, before we let you go, uh, Tasmania, what are you hearing? Is yeah. it going to come up? Is oh, it a... oh, I don't know any more than I've I read in the paper. What I was wondering, what, what, like, what do you reckon the Adelaide football people think about the, the concept of a, 
a Tasmanian team come in and second to it. Even if you go back 25 years and when the Crows were coming in. Mm-hmm. But the government, the South Australian government, were prepared to you know, put in 10 or $15 million a year out of, out of government coffers to fund the team, mm. which is sort of what's happening in Tasmania, isn't it? Tasmania's only financially viable at all because the, the Tasmanian government is going to put in 10 or $15 million a year for the first 10 or 20 yes. So what, what, what's the Adelaide thinking about it, bro? Oh, I wouldn't have thought... Well, well, well Adelaideans, because it's not their taxpayers' dollars, would be happy for a Tasmanian nah. team to come in, but I can guarantee yeah. you... With the Crows and Port rivalry here, and if you're a taxpayer and you knew that $10 million a year was going to the Crows or $10 million a year was going to Port, there'd be a riot. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, yeah. I, I, but I'm, I'm talking being put pre, like pre, like early 90s when there was no club at all. If, the, if a club was uh, from Adelaide was going to come in, which happened to be the Crows, the first club. But anyway, that's, I just, you know, just wondered. I, 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 for me, I think, oh, yeah, I hope to get a team in it, but I find I do. it doesn't really affect me. But I just yep. wondered how how passionate the Adelaide football people are, whether they care a lot or a little bit. or That's you know, wondering how, how, you, how you look at it. Well, it, would have, it, it took us 50 years to get footy back to um, Adelaide Oval after Saka yes. booted yes. them out and they got their own. And Yeah, the rivalry here now, the landscape's yeah, totally yeah, fantastic different. now, fantastic yeah, now. Yeah, 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 no, but clearly there's never going to be two teams in Tassie. No. <laughs> No. They're, they're lucky that. But anyway, it's, it's interesting times to see what transpires. In that. But it's the first time in the evolution of the national competition where a state government is, in fact, almost the main promoter mm. of the, and, and yeah. funder uh, yeah. of, the, uh, of the concept. Okay. Yeah. Well, Lee, am I going to have to send you a little Merlot up there? We don't want you disturbed. If The, the last thing we need is the man with the statue disturbed. Now, you're right. Have you got it off your chest? Are you, are you no, relaxed? I bet my spleen. I felt much better when I was on the ground <laughs> with Jared Healy last night. I could bet my spleen, bro. It always gets it off your chest, doesn't it? <laughs> it's better. It's better. I'm glad you have, Lee. This has been therapy, and thanks for your time. <laughs> thanks, bro. It's been this week. Great, man. Lee Matthews, disturbed. There's one bloke <laughs> you don't want disturbed. Rowie Sports Show. Adelaide's 5AA.